I'm Lauren Sherman, the writer behind Puck's fashion and beauty memo line sheet. And I'd like to welcome you to my new show, Fashion People. On every episode of Fashion People, I'll be talking to insiders about the stuff we're all whispering between the press releases. From M&A rumors to celebrity stylist dish to the future of legacy media. Be sure to follow and listen to Fashion People, a presentation of Odyssey in partnership with Puck. Available on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Belisai. I'm here in the studio, as always, with my producer, Barry Finkel. Hi, Barry. Hey, Matt, it's my birthday. We're recording this on my birthday. Today is God. my birthday. Mostly because we can stop talking about it after today, right? Nope. It's a countdown from the day after all the way up until it, baby. No. Yes. This is exactly the kind of shit that we're diving deep into today. We're diving deep into people who are obsessed with their birthdays, birthday divas like you. You're welcome. But before that, obviously, we'll kick things off with Worst Things First, where I scream about the worst news of the week. And then finally, we have Allison Williams what? and Logan Browning in the studio. Say what? You've, of course, seen Allison as Marnie in Girls and Rose in Get Out. You know, Logan as Sam White in Netflix's Dear White People. And they star in the new Netflix original film, The Perfection. We talk with them about foods they hate, shitting your pants, and I definitely strongly offended one of them. (laughs) So you're going to have to stay tuned to find out which one. So let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's start. The show. All right, worst things first. Let's talk about the worst news of the week first. Police in Florida, only in Florida, foiled a post prom party plan that involved. Three charter buses, several hundred students, a Palm City Airbnb, alcohol, marijuana, and stripper poles. Whoa. Basically, like 300 students planned the biggest party ever in Florida. I'm pretty sure the biggest party ever to happen Why in Florida. Why weren't we invited? Yeah. Um, I went to prom. Yeah. Shockingly enough. <laughs> okay. According to the sheriff's office, students paid $80 a head for this party. They would get a bus ride and access to a smorgasbord mm. of intoxicants at a three-story Airbnb that one of them rented in Palm City. I have barely been able to plan my sister's <laughs> bachelorette party. <laughs> this is impressive. Honestly, yeah. The level of like planning that this party took from high school students is like they should have been allowed to do this they have a great career ahead of them as event planners they had jello shots they had every mixer they had (laughs) high-end liquors they had beers they had it all that's a quote from the sheriff (laughs) they would have they would have rivaled any bar in martin county that day there were dozens of marijuana joints that had been pre-rolled oh and put God. out. These kids are incredible. <laughs> um, plastic covered the floors. Smart. Smart. Very smart. Stripper poles had been installed. Balloons were floating atop the swimming pool. Stereo speakers and strobe lights were set up. Garbage cans filled with ice. <laughs> 
Uh, the sheriff said, my understanding was that they intended to have a jello bikini dancing contest. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's now forget we are in Florida. And we're in Florida. These are teens. On the second and third floors, the bathrooms had been transformed into makeshift bars and stocked with booze. I don't understand that as much. Did they just fill the bathtubs with like ice? Maybe. I guess so. And the best part was nobody got arrested. <laughs> What? Because the deputies, well, they like foiled the plan before they were able to get any of the students were able to get on the bus. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I guess a school security guard tipped off authorities after he learned about the party on. Nark. 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 This man should be fired. This man should be fired. (laughs) Sounds like the security guard was pretty jealous that he didn't get an invite. Yeah. Maybe if you hadn't been such a dumb narc, you could have gotten invited. Sir, but yeah, it didn't happen. So, um, the only person I guess there were it was traced to one. There was one kid who rented the Airbnb, but he did it legally, and then he was like, I don't know who brought all of the all of the illegal stuff, so they couldn't do anything about him. So they couldn't trace it to any one person. So nice. they were like, Yeah, there's nothing we can do it's besides stopping the greatest party ever. Wow, next fire documentary. Yeah. We got it right here. I honestly the Fire Festival guy could learn could learn a thing yeah. or two. Yeah. You need to hire these people to run your goddamn sham company <laughs> and maybe maybe people would have had more than a fucking sandwich in a styrofoam box. You dumb bitch. Next. Uh also in Florida, only in Florida. <laughs> Workers at a Florida Goodwill were going through the donation bin last week when they found a grenade. Oh my God. That someone decided to give away. They were just Marie Kondoing their explosives. Okay, and this one brought a no joy. Then it went off and everyone died. I was going to say, you, you could have made a great spark joy thing there and you just totally missed it. god damn it <laughs> anyway this is the last episode ever of unhappy hour no, next week is the last retire. episode of the season though anyway it did not spark joy <laughs> workers found a grenade in the donation bin and they called 911 and the bomb squad came to investigate and it turns out it was an inoperable grenade but it was uh the second grenade found at a goodwill in that area Oh boy. Within the last year. So something's going on. Or someone is just genuinely trying to get rid of their grenades yeah. and they don't realize <laughs> they don't want to put it in a landfill. <laughs> you know, they want to be ethical about it and, you know, reduce, reuse, recycle. Right. And who better to deal with explosives than a goodwill? Yeah. I think my issue, if I were to like accidentally come upon a grenade, is that I'd be so scared that I would like throw it because I'd be like, oh my God, and I'd throw it. But that's, um, how they explode, right? Yeah. That would be bad. Yeah. I just feel like they they were doing the responsible thing in donating it. They could have thrown it away. Right. But they figured someone else could use it. Yeah. I like to imagine, this is Florida, so I like to imagine it's just someone's grandma going through their shit, being like, you don't need this. And then not realizing that it's a literal What's grenade. this egg? <laughs> What's this decorative egg? Anyway. Amazing. And finally... This story is a roller coaster, so strap in. A 13-time convicted felon in Washington State accidentally blew off his testicles okay. when a gun he kept in his pocket discharged. Okay, This is not the first time we've heard a story like this. Learn your lessons, people. This is only step one of the story. <laughs> 
According to the New York Daily News, so he didn't want to be charged with gun possession because he's a felon and it's illegal for him to possess a firearm. So uh, while his testicles were bleeding out, oh my God. he had his girlfriend drive him to a friend's house where he allegedly dumped the gun before then going to a hospital. And then they were performing surgery on him and a balloon full of Weed is said to have slipped out of his rectal cavity. Incredible. <laughs> so then the Washington State detectives so arrived. So the surgeons were like, let's light this baby up and just pulled out some papers. Yeah, they actually used the hollow cavity of his scrotum Ooh. as a bong. Incredible. Ingenuity. Right, because he blew his balls off, basically. Oh, God. So while they were finishing up the surgery, the detectives arrived and they decided to search his car. And that's where they found a bag of methamphetamine okay. in a pocket of uh, a pair of bloody jeans that apparently he'd been wearing while the injury occurred. Um, they didn't arrest him then. They decided to put out a warrant for his arrest and allowed him to turn himself in two days later. Um, and then when he did, police reportedly found another bag of weed in his butt <laughs> during a strip search. Come on, dude. <laughs> you got to empty your butt. I just, yep, yeah, like presumably... Hey, I forget tissues in my purse all the time. You know, I, I leave stuff in there and I just completely forget. Yeah, let's face it. If I were a woman, I would have multiple tampons up my vagina <laughs> that I would have forgotten about. Just it happens. Every month. And then a week later, he was charged with four counts of witness tampering after police reportedly listened in on his phone calls between him and his girlfriend, and he was telling her not to cooperate with investigators. So no wonder he has 13 felonies. Relatedly, I remember the last time I had surgery was when my tonsils were taken out in uh -huh. high school, and when I woke up, my butt hurt pretty bad, which is pretty upsetting. <laughs> Because I was like, why is why did that happen? Yeah. And what happened? Isn't that fucked? Are there still drugs in your butt? <laughs> did they put drugs in your butt and you didn't know and they're still there? Maybe this whole time I've been a, a drug mule. Yeah. I don't think I thought that much. I just assumed I was probed. What? <laughs> why would my butt hurt after a tonsil surgery? I don't know. Were you sitting in a chair? No, I was lying down. For how long? I don't know, years? Okay. I don't want to get into this. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it for this week's Worst Things First. The next, we're diving deep into the insane minds of people who count down to their fucking birthday. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. All right. Well, we all know someone with a birthday. Am I right? <laughs> it's like you, you, everywhere you turn these days, someone has a birthday. And it's like, we get it, okay? Your soul was injected into your bodily vessel on this exact day a bunch of earth circles ago. But guess what, honey? Time is an illusion, honey. Okay. Time is made up. What is age even? What is a year? Between leap years and daylight savings time and time zones, who's to say how, how old you are really? Wow. Yeah. Your birthday could actually be a month from now. Great. You, we'll celebrate again, bitch. <laughs> you'd have no idea. 
because it's made up. Also, according to all the old white men in Alabama, your birthday is actually nine months. Oh, you're, shit, you're right. Yeah, your birthday is actually the day your dad dumped into your, your mom. Yeah. So think about that. Who's to say, really? Anyway, some people are obsessed with their birthdays, and I'm here to go through all the ways that they drive us all crazy. Let's start. Your birthday is one day, okay? Not a weekend, not a week, not a month. Unless you're Jesus or Jon Snow, you only get one birthday a year. And in order to get the second one, you have to let me stab you in the heart or nail you to a cross. Spoiler. Do it, bitch. <laughs> Do it. I'm celebrating every week, every weekend. No. Also, birthdays are expensive as heck. People are out here throwing a full weekend of festivities. This ain't birthchella, bitch. This uh, this isn't Lala fucking birthday. You gotta do it Hobbit style. What? When oh. you give the presents. I would accept birthday. that. Sure. Or I just come to your house and take what I want. <laughs> yeah, you get one night of my attention at best. People are throwing birthday brunches, followed by birthday day drinking, followed by birthday going out, followed by birthday eggs in the morning. Nuh-uh. I don't have the stamina for that. Let me sleep. Also, I'm not getting you a gift for every stinking thing. Your gift is my continued presence in your life, okay? Not many people get that honor. You should feel special. Consider me wishing you a happy birthday, a sign that you pass the yearly friendship audit. I mean, you did bring me a pastry today, so now I feel extra special. Thanks for making me feel extra special on my birthday. Did I mention it's my birthday today? Shut the fuck up. Okay. Also, now dedicated Instagram stories are the new Facebook walls. It's too much. I got to agree with you here. I don't do it much for other people. And when people do it for me, it's like makes me feel good. But then I feel an obligation to like repost them. And like it's just it's a cycle. It's a sick cycle. Yeah. There's a lot of birthday signaling, I would call it, Mm. where someone pretty much not so subtly says it's my birthday which is their way of saying, send me wishes. I mean, I haven't said anything on social media. I have said it on a podcast for the past like three <laughs> weeks and today, but yeah, it's different. But that's the thing. I mean, to be fair, were it not for Facebook, I would not know anyone's birthdays. Ugh, but now that I use it less, I have to like add people's birthdays to my calendar. It's true. I've definitely missed birthdays because I'm not checking Facebook. Yeah. So thanks a lot, Zuckerberg. Also, birthday divas are always like, don't do anything big. And then if you don't get them like an entire three ring circus, clown parade, balloon mountain, champagne fountain, surprise party, rooftop extravaganza wrapped in a giant bow that they put over Toyotas and commercials, they get all upset, bitch. It's barely even your day to begin with. TBH. Yeah, I know. It's also National Turtle Day. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's what I share my birthday with. You share your birthday with National Turtle Day honoring Corn Pop, my late turtle. Oh, (laughs) why am I only associated with your dead pets? (laughs) And Molly, our second dog, who was born on this day. Wow. Allegedly. Because we basically got her out of puppy mill where they know their exact birthdays. (laughs) (laughs) That's why she was so fucked up. She had two rows of teeth like a shark. (laughs) Plus, birthday divas always expect a fancy cake. And let's be real, most birthday cakes suck. Low-key terrible. 
Honestly, the grosser the birthday cake looks, the better the cake probably is going to take. Define this. I just feel like the the gross cakes that look like they're like uneven and slopping. Mm. Because it's pretty much just like some dumb idiot friend who like got the box cake. And those are the best. Like you go to a professional bakery and it's all like fancy and they taste gross and dry. If more effort goes into the the style of the cake, less effort has gone into the flavor. Mm. I-M-O. Also, birthday cakes are always like, oh, we, we need a theme. That's what they say. That's what the cake that, say. That, it says, we need a theme. And it's like, <laughs> what are we? Seven and mad at our mom because she wouldn't let us get a Cinderella cake and insisted on a Transformers cake. Because Cinderella gets human dick and not a not a car dick. Wait, was this real for you? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, the only cake that I remember... Well, I definitely... I had a Lion King cake, but it wasn't actual. It was just like... Knock off. Yeah. <laughs> you know when like sometimes in the big grocery stores, they have like a toy section? Big Cat Royal Day. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even no, that. No. <laughs> it was just like African safari animals, basically. Isn't that fun to think about how stressful it probably was for our parents? I have absolutely no memory of any birthday cake I've ever had in my life. <laughs> just don't remember it at all. And I probably put them through hell. I feel like when we were kids, that's when the, the hot trend of getting actual photos printed so you can have your face on the cake. That's when that started. But I remember early on, like, the technology was not perfected. (laughs) So it was just, like, an edible sheet of paper that they'd lay on the top (laughs) that was, like, more difficult to cut through than the actual cake. Yeah, which is scary to think about what the ink was. Yeah, definitely it's still scary to think about. Yeah. Now I feel like they've gotten better at it and they can like airbrush it on. It was one of the most exciting days of my life. Uh, Two birthdays ago at Pineapple, it was when we were still a very small company and they got me a birthday cake with my face on it. And it was it was my it was when I had broken my foot when I got this job and I was so excited and I jumped for joy and fell in a pothole and broke my foot. And it was that photo of me in the hospital on the cake. (laughs) And it was hot pink around it. And I happened to be wearing this hot pink outfit. So I matched the birthday cake with myself on it. It was a big day. Yeah. I guess that's the one birthday cake I remember. Also, if you ask for trick candles, you should be framed for a murder you didn't commit. <laughs> On a, you should be forced Ugh. to run a bed and breakfast with your mom. <laughs> and then one one weekend, a hot guy comes in and you inadvertently both sleep with him unbeknownst to the other. And then it just causes, it causes an irreparable rift in your relationship, even though things were just starting to get better after that incident at the christening. That's what you deserve. Also, nobody needs a party bus ever. Birthday divas are always demanding a fucking party bus and a tiara and a cake with their face on it. And they act like everything doesn't go perfectly. They ruin their special day, even though it's basically just a normal Friday to everybody but you, Kelsey, in this imaginary situation. Yeah, I don't think I was ever on the like train of come onto my birthday party bus. Yeah, I mean, I've never I've never needed one. Basically, this is just me shitting on (laughs) the fact that I was never cool enough to get invited to a party bus situation. But I just imagine that it's not great. I feel like every Uber I get into with you, Matt, is a party bus. Yeah, because I make that shit mine. 
because and this is my final point birthday divas are always trying to like hold court like a queen and you're just supposed to approach them and it's like no bitch (laughs) i'm the only queen here this day isn't about you it's about me okay because i am the star here excuse uh did you win a people's choice award four years ago (laughs) and haven't stopped talking about it even though that moment has largely passed both in the public and private mind. I'm just saying, if unless unless you have the most Twitter followers in the room, you you don't matter at all. Wow. Yeah. So rude. Are you uh, are you verified on Instagram? Follow I mean, me uh, at Finkleberry Pie. <laughs> that's F I N K E L B A R I P I E. And that's it for this week's deep dive. Next, we have Allison Williams and Logan Browning in the studio right after this commercial break. Today's episode is brought to you by Away. Away offers high quality luggage at a much lower price by cutting out the middleman and selling directly to you. With Away, you have so many options. You can choose from nine colors and four sizes. The carry-on, the bigger carry-on, both of which are compliant with all major US airlines, the medium or the large. All suitcases are made with premium German polycarbonate, which is lightweight and unrivaled in strength and impact resistance. And they've got these 360-degree spinner wheels, which guarantee a smooth ride. If you are absolutely in love with your suitcase and then it breaks, don't worry. Thanks to their lifetime warranty, if anything breaks, Away will fix or replace it. Try it for 100 days, and if at any point you decide it's not for you, you can return it for a full refund, no questions asked. I travel all the time for work, for life, and maybe even one day for love. And guess what? Away is my preferred travel companion. I love my Away bag. It has this thing that you 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 stretch, and then it tamps down all of your stuff to keep it in place. It's got a pull-out laundry bag. It smells good after I put all of my dirty laundry in it. And it's super cute. So for $20 off a suitcase, visit awaytravel.com slash unhappy and use promo code unhappy during checkout. That's awaytravel.com slash unhappy and use promo code unhappy for $20 off a suitcase. My guest complainers today are Allison Williams and Logan Browning. They are the stars of the new Netflix original film, The Perfection. Allison and Logan, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. What a plush. So we like to start getting our, you know, complaining juices flowing Mm -hmm. by asking everybody, what is one thing you hate that everybody else loves? Oh. Everyone in that room knows exactly what I'm going to answer. I'm so excited. It's not everybody who loves it. Okay. Cilantro. Why? Why get it out? It should be an optional add-on item. (laughs) The fact that it is a default member of the guacamole world is such an affront to my life. It tastes like soap. I have a gene. It's not my fault. (laughs) I feel unseen as a community. 23andMe has confirmed this, that it is part of my life and part of my genetic makeup. Something I share with my mom. It has ruined so many meals for me. 
They I, do they do shove it in your face. Oh there's no escaping it's, cilantro. No, and on a nice summer day when there's a chips and guac situation and I'm so excited and I look into the guac and I see these little green strips, <laughs> it is so heartbreaking. <laughs> and it means I can't play with the other kids and it just I'm so yes, cilantro is my answer to that. I'm basically alongside this movie going on a tour promoting <laughs> how much I hate cilantro and it's been I, very cathartic for me. If I'm completely honest, I my research brought up cilantro. Did it really? Um, yeah, you've mentioned it. So I was going to ask you about it anyway. It comes so up. I'm cilantro glad. and glitter are sort of my two go-to answers and to that glitter? question. You hate glitter? Oh. Cilantro is the glitter of the food world. Yes, so. it won't leave. <laughs> As in, like, you get a little bit on you, and, and then there's, like, And then your friend forever. is like, wait, turn a degree to the left? Wait, no, I can't see it anymore. Okay, now, just go upside down and reset. I might be able to see the glitter on your forehead. Anyway, I sorry. Mean, yeah. I have a lot of things that I could answer this question. Honestly, we can go through all of them. Logan, we I have want to time. hear yours. I'm yeah. so fascinated right now that you hate two wonderful things that <laughs> God has given us. Are you really surprised, though? So, glitter, does that include, like, Mariah Carey glitter? If someone, the movie? Yeah. <laughs> Right. Well, that is a universally <laughs> yeah. adored, perfect Oscar award-winning movie. So of course Let's it not doesn't disparage a classic. <laughs> no, in the of studio. course not. Uh, what do I hate that everyone else loves? Um, I like a lot of things, but uh, olives. Okay, I think olives are disgusting. Olive, a black, green, mm, all the, all of the above. I, I have a top and on. No color bias here. They're yeah. all terrible. And they're just, they're salty. I don't understand the point of them. I don't understand why you would want to put something salty and oily and gross in your mouth. Yeah, okay. That's well, that bad. was so descriptive. <laughs> I'm going to vomit. I will say, yeah, olives are confusing just as like an item. Like, into, like, like what them? are they? I love them personally. I'm never like, oh, I would love an olive right I now. I am. <laughs> Isn't that weird? What is my life? I just, while you were talking, I thought of another one. I mean, I will just generate these all day. Okay, so yeah. Me. This is what we're here for. I don't like anything from the ocean. I think it's all disgusting. I think you are all messing with me. How can you look what? at an oyster and think, yes, now in my mouth, please slurp this down. So just it all is, seafood in and general? nothing. Honestly, you're just, speaking to my soul. I feel like I, yeah. I mean, you guys I, are insane. <laughs> a shrimp, a salmon, a crab. Get, are you kidding me? You know this about me, Logan. You're miss. You're really missing out on like no, a lot of the joys so of slimy. life. No, it is so It smells like a dock or the bottom of a boat. Everyone is joking. How can people look I, at that yeah. lustily and be so excited to eat it? Oysters are the only thing I will agree with you on because they actually taste like the ocean, Ugh. and that's a stupid idea. Oh, it's God, just oh. never. I I also don't like whoever started the campaign to make oysters like a sexy food. Yeah, is ew. Is it what are they like, talking about? Start I'm telling you, someone is doing a bit. Someone is doing a bit. Someone did a bit a long time ago and didn't contextualize it properly. And then it got covered in the media as not a bit. And now everyone just believes it. Yeah. Oysters, champagne, and chocolate. Like, I'm going to throw up. That is a disgusting combination of like pre sex. It's truly repulsive. Yeah. I think I like hate seafood so much that I've like psyched myself into having a seafood allergy. If I could pull off a full on seafood allergy, I would. I have found that the follow up questions unravel my life. <laughs> I'm telling you, yeah. If you believe in yourself enough, you too can have a seafood allergy. I learned so much already. I'm yeah. so grateful. So I want to talk about the the movie, The Perfection. I think the hard thing is how do you talk about it without like totally spoiling it for Welcome people? Welcome to our world. It's been really hard. <laughs> that's another thing that's the worst. Yeah. It's how really do you difficult. talk about a movie where and not spoil it? How how have you been describing it to people who haven't seen it yet? 
The first act is pretty much the best way to describe it, which is uh, our characters, Lizzie and Charlotte, are uh, both cello prodigies. Charlotte, um, played by Allison, is uh, a cello prodigy whose mother gets sick, and she leaves this amazing academy that they're studying at. And while she's gone, Lizzie becomes this star cellist, and she comes back into her life, Charlotte, and uh, is seemingly vying for her spot and attention? Well, they reunite at a, um, Charlotte comes to Shanghai to help judge a competition for young cellists. Let me pause here and just say that thus far, I don't know that this is a movie I would like run to go see. (laughs) 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 To be completely honest. And it is to say that we are describing about one one hundredth of the plot of this movie would probably be an understatement. It is, there's no way, like we're five pages into the script at this point. (laughs) There's right. so much that happens that is a spoiler. Yeah, that is so shocking. I I was I saw, I saw it last night and I like there's okay? so much so much happens. Yeah, it was truly a roller coaster. It really is. And yeah, I feel like I saw a trailer for it not that long ago, and I I feel like the trailer you know it sets up your expectations that it's going to be kind of this one thing, and then yeah, you go in and it's like what. Yeah, a Holy lot of shit. people saw the trailer and were like, well, there's the whole movie. And I was like, honey, absolutely not. Honey, not even the half absolutely of it. not. Not no even idea. no, a third of it. I mean, yeah. it's just not the movie. Are you horror movie people? Are we fans of horror movies in this room? A little bit? Not yeah. necessarily. Like li- yeah. like but not like fanatic. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I am not. I I'm weak. You should be able to tell this about me by now. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Do you, I feel like the classic like horror movies from when I was a kid. All the like Exorcist. real like monster. Yeah, like yeah. that shit. Oh, I don't No, no, no. Demon possession, we're so not scary. even going to talk about. Because you yeah. could be having a conversation with someone in your your kitchen and then they could turn around and just be possessed. Like what would be scarier than that? Yeah. <laughs> it is truly truly terrifying. Yes, to me. I get really scared like The Ring or Sixth Sense mm. haunted me. I was also raised Catholic, so anything oh where, goodness. like, a, a scary priest Exorcist is— Exorcist must yeah, have just been so rough. Absolutely not. No, 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 no. But, yeah, I feel like this—I I, I think sometimes, even with, like, Get Out, I, you have to tell people, like, it's not, like, scary, yeah. scary. Yeah. The way I describe it is you're not going to be checking under your bed. Right. It's just going to mess with your head, and you're going <laughs> to look at all the people in your life and wonder who they are, yeah. actually. It's a deeper, more existential dread exactly. that will stay with you far longer. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. But you will feel safe getting in your car. It's not like those well, scary stories. Where you, yeah, well, yeah. Uh, DVD. Yeah. What about the experience of, like, is it more unsettling to film a horror thriller movie? Or in the moment, is it just no different than anything else? It's really not. Yeah. What do you think? All, all, everything that you're watching us go through, as soon as the camera's cut, we're, like, we're Giggling. joking. We're laughing. Yeah. I mean, those scenarios are really extreme, and yes. you've gotta diffuse the tension. <laughs> yeah. Like literally, that there's a scene that takes place on a bus that is oh, yeah. approximately 700 pages long, and if we hadn't had the ability, and also this was just because like Logan's the coolest, like if we hadn't had the ability to just collapse into the seats and like giggle about something on the phone or whatever. I, we would not have survived right, the shooting right. of this movie. Let's talk about the bus scene. Um, shit goes down. <laughs> yeah, it's yes. a good one. Literally. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I don't think I'm spoiling anything um, when I say, yeah, it was it was harrowing to watch. Yes, it's supposed to be. The <laughs> idea called yeah. Richard, who got sick in Mexico on right. a bus. 
And here I, I was reading something where he was saying like that the original idea for the movie just came from what if someone gets sick on a bus in, in the a country of where they don't speak that language. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. which so sounds I, to me honestly shitting my pants is like the scariest thing I can think <laughs> of, and on a bus especially. So we really triggered you. <laughs> like that is the genuinely the most terrifying thing. So yeah, Logan. Um, <laughs> Was that, you know, did you draw on experience for that? <laughs> Without asking you to debase yourself too much. Thank you for that. Yeah. God, that was, it was really challenging to, like, portray someone who's going through, um, you know, she's taken so many pills. Mm-hmm. She hasn't eaten. She's had a lot to drink the night before. Um, and, like, trying to to get through all of the, the tummy aches, the head. I, I think I just thought like extreme hangover. Right, right. <laughs> you know, yeah, I was gonna um, say you're describing most mornings, right. most like <laughs> Saturday mornings. But like the really the the crazy part for me was uh, all the the props aspect, like the the throw up and the the poops and yeah, yeah. You know, they're they're pulling them out. Like there there are specific boxes and and jars and things with all of the goo that's you know going to be the elements and uh that stuff is pretty unsettling yeah. uh, and then also because we're children funny <laughs> yeah but i will say that watching logan go through what she goes through what lizzie goes through on this bus was an insanely intense experience like just being there with her i've found that often i would totally forget that i had a job to do and i would just be watching her in horror and (laughs) everything in my body was trying to be like why how can i help this this is so terrible i hate watching this yeah and it's hard to watch and that's sort of the idea it's really you really feel you just want to give that girl a tum so badly i just oh my god all of the pepto-bismol i feel like enough in the whole wide world unfortunately I'll yeah. never get on a bus without it ever again. It was heavy. You had about, like, you know that thing where you're tapping your head and rubbing your belly? You had, like, six other things to do at the same time because th- you had a lot of symptoms to be constantly aware of. And then also there's a whole psychological thing happening as well. Right. And claustrophobia because you're on this bus and it won't move. Yeah. Won't stop. And-, and it was genuinely like you're you're shooting this on a bus on a bumpy road. Yeah. Just chugging along. Yeah, it was so cool the way we shot it. We were like, yeah. it was a real skeleton crew. I, I keep saying skeleton <laughs> crew, and I, I think that imagery is like, <laughs> is very confusing. Yes, yes. Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> um, very, very limited crew, whoever needed to be on the bus, and um, Allison reminded me of this, that we would, for like half an hour, drive in one direction, and the bus, would, we would stay on the bus, and they just turn it around, and we go in the other direction, and we just kind of kept ping-ponging back and forth, doing all of the same stuff, so it eventually felt very meta like we were really having this experience of being stuck in this situation yeah, we like couldn't get off the bus really. <laughs> yeah we would be like can I pee wink like meaning I just need some space I literally just need some space it was yeah it was definitely it was definitely intense yeah I just yeah buses are ruined for me now not that I like loved were taking the bus before I was a huge bus fan before this so and sorry. now um, yeah no absolutely not taking the bus is, is one of the worst experiences ever yeah. in general I feel really guilty about like the bus PR we're ruining right now uh, no, you, I think you should. buses will always have a market <laughs> buses will I don't think anyone is like willingly yeah, taking no the bus, big bus. Right. I like, willingly hobby. took the bus when I was going to school and I didn't want to drive to school anymore I was school taking bus? the bus no not school like like college. Oh, I loved the school bus. Um, I was also reading uh, in in some of the materials that part of the difficulty is as an actor now 
everybody sort of has an idea of who they think you are. And so it's harder to kind of blindly, or it's it's harder to kind of blend into the character. Yeah, this so was, I sort of think, why fight it? Yeah. That's my, that's sort of my mentality. That became, I got that idea from Jordan. Yeah. Who wanted me to play Rose because he thought, everyone's just going to think, oh, well, girl from girls, like, I trust her. Look at those bangs, the blue eyes. Like, we're in. Right. I don't need to think about her again for the rest of the movie. I don't need to doubt her. Like, semi-woke. Like, she's, (laughs) we know. We know who this person is. Right. And then was able to use that against the audience. Mm -hmm. And so going into, when I read The Perfection, it occurred to me that people will have Get Out on their minds as the last movie I had done prior to The Perfection. And they would be thinking of me as Rose. And I thought that that would be good. Yeah. Because you definitely, uh, yeah. That's really brilliant. Like, when I, like, thinking. That's so nice. No, it is. <laughs> and also, like, just, I mean, now I'm just thinking back to, like, what Jordan was telling you. Like, God, I, I, I feel hoodwinked a little bit. Like, he is. Because I did everything that you were saying when I was watching the movie. Like, I just trusted you, never thought twice. Yep. You're like, she's going to learn some big racial lesson. Yeah. <laughs> nope. <laughs> like, how don't talk back to a cop when you're with your black boyfriend. Probably not a good idea. Right. But, um, yeah, no, that was the whole idea. We set up this whole decoy arc about Rose's, like, awakening and her individuating from her parents. We, like, none of that was real, but we set it up so that the audience would think that that was the journey that Rose was on. And yeah. It was so not the journey that Rose was on. Right. Jordan. So. But, yeah, now it's like, okay, yeah, people are going to turn that on this movie. People saw the trailer. They the were trailer. like, get that poor girl away. <laughs> from Allison Williams. They were what like, we doing? know what happens to black people yeah. when they are with <laughs> Allison Williams. Close proximity, <laughs> ideally in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that was just as it should be. But now, yeah, now you're going to be the untrustworthy white girl. Now black you have the, will, the next thing. Who knows how I am by the end of The Perfection, though. Gotta watch. That'll be the Gotta taste left. Gotta watch Let's see. There was also, uh, you learned to play the cello, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, I feel like, what is the cello is a weirdly sexy instrument. The, and the movie definitely leans into that. There's nothing sexy about like a a, a woodwind. A trombone. <laughs> yeah. There's well, no guys, sexy brass. As you guys were saying this, I'm like, kinda sorta. I'm kind of into it. I don't know. Like, it's, just like, it's not a sexy sound at the end of a marching there's band like, song. Like blowing, I don't even think Beyonce pulling, had like there's... featured the trombone section very heavily. Me aw. I anything or in trombones. anything on that stage clarinet. was sexy. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the clarinet is the least sexy instrument. And no I offense. Can... I love several clarinet players. <laughs> so much, but I do feel that it's I'll, I'll, clarinets are very fat. I agree with you. I, guys, I think you guys are missing things. I agree with you. That I think cello is the sexiest instrument. Yeah. Were you band geeks? Was that ever in the picture at all? No, because I played piano and that was it. Okay. So they're that not is super a portable. Class. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a much classier band geek. And so did Logan. Yeah, I played the piano and I played the guitar, which you would think is really similar to the cello and yet it is not because a guitar has frets which lets you know exactly where your hands are supposed to go and a cello is just lines there's no bars you have to literally learn and memorize exactly where your hands are supposed to go on this instrument and we did it the way four-year-olds do it which is with tape yes it was very fantastic how does that work so basically you put the tape where the scale is so you put the tape along the neck i see and then you remember which string plus which piece of tape equals what note in what octave it's so complicated (laughs) yeah and then they take the tape away and this was a horrifying moment so logan and i in our fake (laughs) four-year-old cello learning were humming right along learning the cello kind of got the hang of it 
and then the tape has to go away because the tape cannot be on camera because we are prodigies. Right. So the tape disappears, <laughs> and then we're just looking at this blank neck of a cello and trying to rely on muscle memory to sort of remember where your hand is supposed to be to play certain notes. But it is it was so hard. It I was, was like I cheated a little bit. How, what do you mean? <laughs> oh, I did too. We both did. Okay, you I put like pencil, little, yeah, tiny yeah, little, little lines marks. of pencil. You can't <laughs> there see. There you go. I'm I only a, had one. I thought I was only allowed one. I didn't want to press my luck. I think I did you like the first one because if you find yes, the, first the first one, you can note, find the rest. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, good. It's so glad. I'm so glad to know that. Yeah, I wasn't we the were one. partners in cheating. Okay. But the other, the other thing is that the pieces we were playing were composed deliberately to be difficult, <laughs> so that right. we could show our prowess as cellists, <laughs> which also meant that they're like dissonant and very interesting musically. Beautiful. Which also meant that whenever Logan and I were playing them at the beginning, everyone thought, "Well, surely that's not right." <laughs> and then it was, but if it wasn't, it was really not. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I do love in this world that like cellists are are like superstars. The like shot at the beginning of your character on on a billboard on for like a beer. Is it not very Misty Copeland though? You know, yeah. like, it's I mean, not that crazy an idea. It did. It has happened to Misty Copeland True. because she is a talented dancer. She's an anomaly in her field. She started when she was thirteen. She has a body type that's shorter, more athletic than most. She's a woman of color, black woman, and she's got all of these odds against so her. True. And yet, she prevailed and is this beautiful dancer. She's got an Under Armour campaign, yeah. and she's everywhere. I, like, that's literally. That's Lizzie. It isn't that far-fetched. I stand Oddly corrected. Enough, I, I love to correct people <laughs> sitting down, standing. It's my favorite. <laughs> now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to seek out these ads. I'm going to seek out the Misty Copeland ads. Okay, we're going to uh, switch to, uh, we call this a, a game called Bowl of Shit Talk. Um, basically, have some topics. Some of them are, are drawn from stuff that you may have mentioned before. And I want to hear uh, your thoughts on them. Ideally, your your shit talk about them. Okay. Um, or we can say that they're good things. Because the first one is The Bachelor, The Bachelorette. Well, you know. Obviously, this, <laughs> this was is. hand-chosen for a certain someone points to left. Allison sits to left. Yes. But are we like, you have to like it with a certain <laughs> sense of like, this is outrageous. I watch it from... An almost anthropological. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> okay, I am absolutely fascinated because it's gone through many, many iterations. Yeah. First, it was just people who like didn't understand that they were on camera, right? Trying to fall in love with each other, flailing through the world, and that was beautiful in one way. And then there's been this like whole awkward stage where like everyone's pretending they don't know how it works after with like the <laughs> PR world and everything. Now they're just fully performing. Right. And it's fascinating in a whole other way because then towards the end they actually have developed feelings and it gets really real really fast. Right. And anyway, fan for life. It's just yeah. part of it's really like just a part of my muscle wait, memory. I Monday love night. this because wait, if they're performing though, are they not also performing for each other? And then how That's is- what I mean. So then Real feelings start to happen eventually, and you keep seeing people be like, "Wait, are you being? Are you just saying this because of the show, or are you being serious?" Yeah, there's last no night, way to know. Last night, this is episode two of a season. A guy told the Bachelorette that he was starting to fall in love with her. <laughs> this is they have spent. I'm gonna say, and yeah. this is generous. 20 minutes together and he spent last season watching her at home which is creepy creepy. but she said (laughs) how can you possibly be sure and he's like I just know and she's like wait but like like it scares me when you say that (laughs) yeah it's deeply upsetting upsetting. and he just stands by it and it's just baffling anyway I mean yeah I'm in love with like 10 different guys on Instagram who have no idea I exist so (laughs) like I get it if you meet them in person it's like I love you (laughs) right you don't know me but like we've 
we're meant for each other. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, that's my other favorite thing about like the the arc of Bachelor Bachelorette contestants is that they all just become like Instagram influencers, influencers afterwards yes. and, and sell like big, detox like, tea. You graduate, yeah, fit tummy, <laughs> fit tummy tea. I think that's what it's, it's called. Diarrhea I tea. had I have had this tea my entire pregnancy and it has changed my life. Logan, and for a second, and I am well aware that you have no children. That was so convincing. That I, I was, was like, long what? Long are you pregnant? <laughs> and why are you drinking fit tummy tea? No, post pregnancy, I had this tea, and now I have my pre-baby body and oh, it's I see. the best thing you're ever. doing an ad I'm you know real sharp over here I was I was in on it yeah, yeah. um okay the fact that I have not been a judge on RuPaul's Drag Race and you have that came out so <laughs> wrong <laughs> I was like, as I said, do I that, hit him? <laughs> I was processing this in my head. I like, was trying to connect it to <laughs> you, and so it's just to, so we can both complain about the fact that I'm not. I'm just gonna. We can, we can, we can, we can. Let's both complain about it. You deserve it. I literally did not write. Oh my god, I'm like gonna. No, you're gonna go judge RuPaul's Drag Race. I want to be a judge. Do. Is what I'm saying. I want to be a judge so bad. I'm so jealous. You deserve that it. You got to do it. How? Tell me about this experience and. Um, yeah, and complain about me. This is the connection. <laughs> um, well, I had the best time ever. I love RuPaul's Drag Race so much. Um, I was a little sad, though, because on the day, Ru was sick. So oh, no. everyone was like, oh, my gosh, Ru has this really cool makeup thing. It's like a full face mask. I'm like, no, honey, she was sick. <laughs> like, she didn't. <laughs> That's she didn't, right. Yeah, that was yeah, the mask. She didn't want to do her makeup that day. So I was like, damn. But I had the best time judging. My favorite thing was, like, saying Ms. Cracker and getting to say that. Like, calling someone Ms. Cracker was really fun. Um, <laughs> Yeah. I'm not really allowed to do that in real life. And well, on set, it was fine. <laughs> yeah. Allison welcomed it. Yeah, I felt uh, comfortable with it. <laughs> we, have, we have really appropriate boundaries. Yeah. Um, but I, <laughs> I love it so much. I mean, getting to dress up. Tisha Kimball Martin was also judging that day. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, you would love it. It's so much fun. They're talented, too. One day. Mind you, like, they are, they're doing their own costumes. They're doing their own makeup. They're yeah. doing their own, like, routines. And they're, it's mind-blowing. And when they do their... Um, their final, like, when they're uh, dancing for the to the death. Oh, God, I can't think of the actual proper name for it. Um, Lip sync for your life. Lip sync for your life. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing. Thank you very much. Dance to the death. <laughs> Dance to the Same death. Same thing. Stakes are equally high. <laughs> so they, it's, it's honestly one of the most terrifying things because everything gets really quiet in the studio. Um, a PA comes to the stage and takes off their mic pack. Everyone else in the sound stages like comes to the front, and you think that someone's really about to die. Feels very Games of Thronesy, actually. Yeah. And then they go for it, as they should. Mm-hmm. And we we gleefully watch. We Honestly, if they died at the end of it, it would be, I'd be I'd an be opera. Fine. I think. <laughs> yeah. It'd be an uh, opera. This is another. So normally, uh, my guess, I'll go and I'll search the word "hate" on your Twitter to Uh-oh. see what you've talked shit about. Um, I don't have. And I know you you escaped, but you're pretty <laughs> safe, Logan. Oh really? Um, one thing that you did tweet. Uh, this is a ten year old tweet. But what? <laughs> WTF? Oh, tweeting no. ten years ago. Isn't Are it insane that Twitter? Even, what like middle school? You're Thank welcome. you. <laughs> there was one that was about like hating like what grade you got on something, and I was oh like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> what was that when you were in Vandy? It must have been. No, I was actually I, had, I was it was post Vandy. I was um, school hopping at that point, so I was probably like UCLA or um, 
many yeah. other schools I went that to. That one, it was something like, I hate I hate getting a high B. Or like, it was, I like, it needs <laughs> to be way, an A. Yeah, I oh totally feel you. <laughs> Thank you. No, I can so relate to that. And there's a huge difference, obviously. This tweet, it was just boiled eggs. Love them or hate them. I said that? Yeah. And I, I Who need am to, I? I need to know. Bursting out of my seat. <laughs> <laughs> why on earth would I have a boiled egg today? I love them. Uh, oh my is, god! Ew! Why would you boil an egg? Why would you? Why would you do anything to an egg? First of all, but are you just anti-egg in general? I mean, yes. If I can taste food. them in a cake, I'm delighted. If I eggs, if I can taste them, is under anything from the ocean on my list of things I don't eat. No joke. Okay. Okay. Easter's tough for you, eh? <laughs> You know, I make it work with pizza, so back off. What I need to know your uh, opinion, considering that it was unclear. I hate them. I, I, okay, I think I go back and forth with eggs because sometimes I boil them and they're delicious and they're easy, a really quick, easy protein snack. They go great in salads. But then sometimes I'm like, I'm eating an unborn baby chicken. (laughs) I think to me, like eating like three scrambled eggs in the morning is is much better than eating three hard boiled eggs. I'm so glad you said that because did you know that there's a study that says four eggs a day (laughs) is really bad for your cholesterol? Bad? Bad. Well, yeah, of course, four eggs. What are you guessed on? (laughs) This is insane. Why did they stop? Oh my god, how did you even pull that reference? (laughs) Beauty and the Beast as a reference is just under the surface. But like Gaston specifically? He throws them in. It's so true. Maybe that's where my hate for eggs comes from. He like lobs them into the air and then catches all of them with their shells in his mouth. I'm sorry, this has been upsetting me since I was like five years old. I, it is, yeah, it is a, an upsetting image. It's so, so weird, and LeFou is just standing there like a, like a, you know, know, he's an enabler. He's just letting Gaston do this. I do love it. I, yeah, I, I need to see the study. I need to see the, the four You need to see the full circle right. going to Gaston after the study. Also, I need six eggs is one of the first lyrics in Beauty and the Beast. I'm sorry, <gasps> I could keep going. <laughs> eggs are a big part of rural France, I guess. And I think we have time for maybe one more. Um, <laughs> this is also, I just want to ask you about this, another hate tweet, um, <laughs> that I, I just love the the scene that you paint. Oh, no. I hate when I make a 90-second rice bag in the microwave and completely forget <laughs> about it until I'm five miles from home wondering why I'm hungry. <laughs> what is a 90-second rice bag, first of all? <laughs> I'm thinking about that is babbling. Oh, my God. I've never She's even crying. Crying. <laughs> Wait. A 90-second rice bag? (laughs) (laughs) I've never even heard of that. (laughs) Ten miles from home and you wonder why you're hungry. Honestly, that is sort of the ultimate Logan picture you've painted. It's an efficient efficient thing to do. It's an easy way to eat and you forget about it. I love that it's only a 90-second rice bag, but in the 90 seconds it took to cook, you forgot about it. It's dead to you. It's gone. It seems like rice is something that seems like it's going to cook for longer, so you think you can leave it even though you know you put 90 seconds on the microwave. But they're they're fantastic because you don't have time to boil rice and, you know, you just put them, you unhook the little bag and you put it in the microwave and then it's a fantastically prepared single serving of rice. (laughs) (laughs) And sometimes you get in the, you immediately, you put a rice bag in the microwave, immediately leave your house, (laughs) get in your car. I just don't. Far, far away. (laughs) Like but, it's a bomb. But you know what I found, which is fantastic, is when you come home, you can just, <laughs> you can just warm it up. It's already in the microwave. Yeah, you just. You don't even need to 
open it. Just open, quick, confirm that that's what's in there, not a an egg. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I would just say um, that is a totally relatable tweet. Um, <laughs> I saw myself represented in that tweet. Great. Uh, and now, yeah, I should check out some 90 Second Rice back. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Listen. Okay, well, we're out of time. <laughs> oh, my God. We really covered the gamut. I've insulted you, and I feel like we're, we had a great time. That's such Thank a bonding so experience. I've, I've Thank been you. on the verge of throwing up for most of it. <laughs> I am so glad that, that I both disgusted. And, well, it's uh, only fair. Yeah. Thank we you. Did, Thank you. That's we true. Did, we grossed you out. I had to sit with the discomfort of watching a lot of gross shit happen on The Perfection, and uh, I got back at you both, so you I feel vindicated. Sweet revenge. Thank <laughs> you That's the point. Us. Thank you so <laughs> Thank much, you. I'm so Allison excited for other people to see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Check out The Perfection, and it is out on Netflix. Friday. Of this. Well, when people hear this, it will be out. It will be oh, out. It is out as on in Netflix. Already right now. So you've seen it. You're cool. You're hip with the times, yeah. listener. They know. You get They've it. seen You've all of the vomit. Boom. <laughs> Scary stuff. All right. We're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. But first, our chasers. Chasers are the good stuff that helps all the bad stuff go down easier. Starting with the TV shows we've been watching this week. Barry, what you been watching? I have watched so much. As you should. Let's go through this. I saw Detective Pikachu. Sure. That movie is a gem. <laughs> it is so good. It was a great story. It, everyone's so cute. Like the the Pokemon are mm-hmm. very cute. I saw it in a theater full of children. I don't know how they enjoyed that movie. They seemingly did. I was laughing a lot. It's very funny. It's very uplifting. Um, I, it's just it's just a gem. Uh, so I saw that. Next day, saw John Wick three. Uh huh. Very different movie. Very mm-hmm. fun. Love the John Wick series. Love that that whole franchise. Sure. It was a lot of knife stuff, which is not my thing, uh-huh. and it was very scary. But by the end, I was numb, so it was fine. Started Fleabag season two. Oh yeah. Wanted to savor it. Made it three episodes in. Haven't had a chance to watch the rest of it. I fucking love her so much. I love that show so much. It is. Probably in my top three favorite shows of all time. Yeah. We'll cap it there for yeah. this week. What about you? Yeah. I mean, Game of Thrones finale. Yeah. Saw that. We so saw that together. We're, we're unshackled mm-hmm. from Game of Thrones. Well, now we've started the books again, so. Also true. Yeah. The main things, I did watch Fleabag. I, Fleabag, I would agree, definitely in my top five. It's so good. I don't know if I've talked like fully about Fleabag before. I do remember reading i bought the play version because mm-hmm. it started as a one woman show that phoebe waller bridge wrote and performed i think in uh, during the like edinburgh fringe festival mm-hmm. and it, there's an introduction to the play that i love where she talks about kind of how the idea came about and it's basically it came about because of a game that her and all these other writers played uh, about how to manipulate an audience to feel a certain way about a character, specifically get them to fall in love with the character and then immediately hate them in a, like a drop of a moment. Yeah. And that's what happens during season one. And then season two like plays with that idea of like her relationship to the audience. It's just, uh, yeah, it's as a, a writer, 
It's fascinating. So good. I love it. What else? I've also started binge watching Golden Girls for the first time oh, ever. Yeah? I've been wanting to do that, but I haven't I haven't committed yet. I feel like Golden Girls is such a part of gay culture in particular mm-hmm. that I'm just like wholly unaware of. I didn't get any of the references and now I do. I don't understand why the big one is so mean <laughs> and dresses like a space alien. <laughs> a lesbian space alien. Our other producer Melissa is very upset right now. <laughs> Also, uh, like even all of the uh, all of the like Golden Girls trivia that I just had no idea. Like the actress who plays Sophia was a year younger than B. Arthur, even though she played her mother. It's a lot of weird stuff. Yeah, these are all things that are not surprising or in- informative to anybody who's actually paid attention. Well, are you enjoying it? Yeah, I I love it. I mean, I feel like I strongly identify as an old horny woman. So. Yeah, there you go. They are speaking to my my soul. Beautiful. And that's it. What's your non-TV chaser? Carly Rae Jepsen's new album. Oh, yeah. Dedicated. It is uh, just a jam. It just feels good. It's springtime in New York City, and I just put that album on, and I bop around the city, and it's just a joy. It really makes me happy. What about you? What's your chaser? I had a couple. One, mine are all dumb. I feel like I've been on a bit of a like spending spree that I have not earned. Oh, great. <laughs> I've been wearing a lot of, um, I've been trying to like switch up my clothes a little bit more. Yeah, it's noticeable. I like it. Thank you. I feel like I was, I got so used to just wearing plaid shirts, which I love. I'll stand by my plaid shirts. But it is obviously more of a a fall-winter look Mm -hmm. than a summer-spring look. So I've been trying to switch up my seasonal wear. Yeah. Going outside, I'm trying to get more vitamin D. Yeah. I bought a loofah. <laughs> We're just doing what some kind? some small self care, and I Amazon Prime now it, so I didn't even have to go outside. It I does got... <laughs> contradict one of your other things, which is going outside. But but going outside for the enjoyment of being right. outside, not to do not an to errand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and your birthday. Hey, I didn't even <laughs> ask you to do that. So I'll give you a shout out, Oops. I guess. And that's it for this week's Unhappy Hour. Thank you for listening. You can head to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts. Hit that subscribe button, then rate us and review us, but only if it's nice. Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Media. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Melissa Slaughter, and me, Matt Bellisai. Special thanks to Jenna Weiss-Berman and Max Linsky. Music by Hansdale Sue. You can bother Barry at Finkelberry Pie. You can worship me at Matt Bellisai, and you can follow Unhappy Hour Pod on Twitter for all the latest podcast buzz. And that's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next week. Bye bye. Happy birthday, birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> <laughs>